What's good, people? Thank you for joining as we continue the conversation, Chapter 2 of Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm a big fan of walking in silence, you know. You want to create noise, walk in silence versus being all loud and put it out there. Um, because then, like you said, you get that energy, but there's two types of energy. Taking movies, decoding their message, and applying them for personal growth. This is Decrypted Films Podcast. And now, your host, speaker communicator, Jag DeWar. Joined by his brothers, filmmaker Max Sainville and music producer Billy Sainville. Stuff in here in this movie that I felt like it really inspired me, but you got anything on there? Um, I guess uh, two little small ones, but um, when, they, when she was... Uh, I guess there's a saying like, don't tell everybody your dreams or don't talk about everything that you're doing to everyone and anyone. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So one of the scenes that I saw is when she was protecting the Tesseract or whatever. Um, it wasn't in the lunchbox. So she didn't really tell the enemy anything. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the like people that. she trusted. That's a good point. The people she trusted had it and knew what was going on. And it wasn't until that. afterwards, you know, so it's like, what do you guys think or about that saying of you know you don't need to tell everyone like what's going on and things like that and protecting I love that I, I did not see it that way and um, I love that because it's a perfect connection to that true point uh, where we've, we've heard that where you need to kind of limit how many people you're just telling your dreams mm -hmm. to and so what I thought um, was when based off what you're saying I think it's important because when you give it to your dreams, you tell your dreams to the people you trust, and there's a list of criteria that need to be met for someone you can tell your dreams to, in my opinion, because they have to be ones to not only be honest with you, but give energy. Mm -hmm. And so when you're telling other people that when they hear it, they kind of see themselves and they... They um, hmm. put their fears on you about it, saying, you know, if they were them, they couldn't do it. So they try to say, yo, you, that's too crazy. You're going too mm -hmm. much. You, you, you're thinking too much. You're going, your goals are too high. That's all draining. And so in my opinion, for me, it's just that I, I don't like... In general, I don't like to waste energy. And so if an argument is not worth it to me, I'm not going to waste my energy on it. But if it is, I'm going to fight for it. So for me to tell somebody my dreams, deep dreams, to tell them where the Tesseract is and what I'm trying to do with it, I, I don't want to risk wasting energy by hearing them or having them talk in my ear or them even taking action against it. Like mm -hmm. there's no there's no reason to waste energy in that. But the fact that she was she was accomplishing something but Without. they didn't realize how she was accomplishing it. And so them not knowing really the dream on how you're going to do it, but yet she's doing something and it still helped with the strategy. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I, I really felt that. I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm, I'm a big fan of walking in silence. You know, you want to create noise, walk in silence versus being all loud and put it out there. Um, because then, like you said, you get that energy, but there's two types of energy. With your close ones, you'll get that positive energy and that 
that great, you know, feedback and so on and so forth. But then you get the other person that just give you that negative energy yeah. and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So me, I, I walk in silence. I keep my mouth shut. I share my thoughts and my dreams with my, my family, with you guys mm-hmm. or whoever's around me um, to help boost me up. And, you you know, you guys always been there for me to make sure that um, I'm on top of my dream and, and push me, you know, to, to strive for higher. So that's a quick thank you for that, man. But that that <laughs> yeah. that was a great, great uh, catch on that. Um, man, I, I just want to add uh, with that, man, just the whole the whole energy thing, man. It, it's it's I don't know, man, it's, it's key. It's key because how it's what you need to push you and having the right people around. Like, for example, I know for me, um, actually a lot all three of us are like this because we're we're pretty much creatives. We we know what to craft, we know the vision we want to craft, and we like we all three like the details it takes to get there. It's not like we just want vision and it's just like okay, you know, um, but I don't care about the details. For some reason, the way us three are wired, we like creating and crafting vision. We're artists, mm-hmm. as well as we like the details it takes to get there, like the step-by-step. So with that being said, I know growing up, I, I my ideas would flood my mind because it was just this idea, that idea, this idea, that idea. And I would speak on those ideas um, just to anyone, anything or whatever to you guys. And so now in my life, I'm more concerned about, I, I don't want to share the idea because honestly, I, I have this quote on my wall in my office, ideas are cheap, execution is everything. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I want to execute because I didn't realize until you know, later on in my life that a lot of people come up with some dope ideas. A lot of people talk. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say this or say that. I'm like, you know what? I just want to show people like, I, you see it. You see it done. It's done versus here's what I'm coming up with. So I was very limited to um, who I told what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it. I just wanted it to be like, here, boom, it's done because ideas are cheap. Execution is everything. Yeah, and even in protecting like you said with the details that was one of the points I wanted to do too like um like the littlest things can make the biggest difference like the mindset change or you not like being all loud and telling people what you're gonna do like everyone saw in the movie that the cat was just little old you know just a regular that's where I was gonna get to next regular cat but Yo. that little cat really wasn't little, you know? So, like, every decision you make is a big deal. And, and it'll be able to protect you and save you from uh, from defeat or from not accomplishing what you need to do. So you got to really execute, like you said, and take every detail to the process seriously. Agreed, man. Oh, man. That cat. I, I had a feeling about that cat because I'm like, you keep popping up out of yeah. nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, what, what is going on there? And I guess if we were to apply that to our lives right now, uh, don't don't underestimate those little details around mm-hmm. you or those little things yeah. because um, networking is an issue I have. Like, I, I got to get way better at networking. But it's crazy. Every time I connect with another person, just to, you know, just to connect. I realized, yo, we we can help each other out. Absolutely, and it's just so I, I had to get used to it because I'm 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 an introvert naturally, 
And so I had to get used to breaking out of wanting to be an introvert in situations like that, use the energy I have to connect with people. And it, it's been beneficial a, a lot. So that's a good example with the cat, man. Yeah, that cat, the whole cat uh, part was amazing because obviously, like you said, you know, it was the quiet little one that no one even think it would be the biggest you know yeah. thing in a uh, in a movie and i just like how i noticed how everyone was treating that cat oh you little beauty oh, it's like oh you're you're even um fury yeah it was like oh wait why is that cat dangerous and i'm not dangerous yeah it was you know? just like that was it's, so, so funny, it was like scanner. yeah yeah definitely so i mean i mean that whole cat scene is just to show that you know people look at you thinking that you're a little skinny short person or you just have no potential just based off your appearance yeah um you know people yeah. are quick to judge on that but not knowing the true person of who you are in the inside that you're able to do endless of things um and that's where people lose that relationship and lose that networking opportunity that you talked about because they're quick to judge and mm-hmm. and and not be able to have that connection um so that cat was a big deal i i, I like that glad you brought that up one thing i want to r- bring up real quick when you said the scanning thing when they scan fury says not a threat and yeah. then scans well scans the cat first saying extreme threat everybody's laughing like really and then fury yeah, was that not whole a threat laughing. right that was just like, oh okay i'm like what what the heck is the cat mm. going to do but i i want to go to the perspective of the cat uh, right and so uh, uh this example popped up when you said it when you when fury saw that with the cat it's like really why the cat why is the cat being treated with respect or whatever this and this and that but when fury saw what the cat can do immediately i get it i understand and like yeah i'm, I'm good don't eat me and the first thing <laughs> it made me think about was um larry jordan Larry, not a lot of people know who Larry Jordan is, but Larry Jordan is Michael Jordan's older brother. And that's the same brother that he was battling on the courts with. Like um, late at night, one-on-ones, they would go at it, almost beating each other up. His parents would come and stop them because they were so competitive. And Michael Jordan says, once I beat Larry, um, I felt like I could beat anybody. So with that being said, there was an interview with Larry Jordan. This is way when Jordan's successful and doing all this thing, and it's crazy. And people want to ask him, like, yo, Larry, you're, you're a sport player, too. You play basketball. You play um, baseball and all that stuff. Um, is there some jealousy here because Michael made it and you didn't and the answer shocked me because i i I mean the average person would say yeah you know there is a little jealousy there but he said oh no 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 there is no jealousy because i see how much work he puts in and because he deserves it and what hit me the most is that because there's no denying that Michael Jordan put so much work in his craft. So he worked so hard. His own brother, who's competitive too, couldn't deny it. So once he saw the like the action and the 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 skills and everything and the sweat in the morning, waking up early, leaving late. Once he saw all that, he's like, "Yo, I have to respect it." So same with the cat. Once Fury finally saw what the cat could do, it had to respect it. So for those who have people who kind of try to limit you 
you say, yo, who are you? Why do you have this? Why do you have that? Yo, just show them your work. Like, just work hard. Just kill it to the point where they they can't help but say, listen, honestly, he's doing things that I, I would not do because they're mm-hmm. working so hard. I, I, my bad, jump in real quick, but I want to give an example of a situation where he showed his showed people their work. So it was so many years ago. It was uh, Jag, Duke, and Rudy, you know, chilling. You know, they was making music together, and they decided, decided to cut school. Did you guys cut school to go to the Apollo? I, I don't think know. so. But <laughs> we went to so. the Apollo all the way to New York for, uh, I believe it was a talent show, because you guys- It was audition for to was, get on the Apollo. Yeah, it was audition for the talent show. So we get there, you see all these like- older you know street like immediately by the way they dressed like they new yorkers like they yeah. rap rap for real yeah um but we looked all young you know they yeah. down they yeah, they look definitely like you look young kids kids we were teenagers yeah i had new uniforms too yeah right? yeah. Yeah. yeah so they, they was like yo who is these three people like looking at you know what i'm saying i already felt the energy like that i was like all right whatever wait till y'all go on stage and i think you guys were the last one to go on stage because they didn't never called you guys or something like that yeah there was an issue and you had to go tell them hey we still got these guys yeah so they went on stage they murdered it came back (laughs) down and i remember this one dude like one of the persons the guys that went and performed before them just looked at i forgot exactly what he said but it's like yo that that, that's you you guys were rapping like (laughs) like wow like he was so impressed um, by Duke, Rudy, and Jag going up there killing it. It's like, all right, I forgot well, about that, man. You know, well, yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. So, yeah, I forgot about that. That was hilarious. Um, man, I, oh my gosh, another point. Um, I, I just really want to get at this. This one was key for me. Um, okay, in the beginning of the movie. She's training with the with the guy. I forgot the guy's name. Anybody know his name? Uh, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up. Uh, Jan, I guess his name is Roger something. Young something. Yeah, something. Anyway, the guy who's training her in the beginning. Sorry, fans that are feeling like, man, you should know his name. The guy's training with Captain Marvel in the beginning. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're training, and then there's a point where she wants to use her power to like hit him. And stuff like that. She, he's like, control it, you know, like learn, you know, learn to fight. And I'm thinking in my head, like, why, why are you doing basic fighting? You got these powers. Just blow the people away when, whenever. So I'm thinking in my head, like, why is she training in the basics? Because you have this great power. But it wasn't. She gets caught. And then she gets locked up. Her hands get locked up. She can't use her powers at that point. So she had to use the basics in a situation where she was being threatened mm. because she was locked up. And then that when yeah. I, that's when I say, see, that's why the basics mm. are important. That's why the basics in your craft are important because you never know the type of situation you're going to get in. And I was thinking, oh, man, that's that's crazy. Like that, that for me is a, is a key point to know that you can't just learn the glamorous stuff stuff in your craft you gotta go back to those basics and um, again I, I know we keep bringing sports up but sports is a great way to learn Kobe said when he was I think 11 or 13 um, he was in a tournament he never scored one shot 
and he felt devastated um, when he was a teenager. Then he said, you know what? All I'm going to do is learn the basics. And I, I can't beat them right now, but I'm thinking about the long game. Let me learn the basics and see if I can catch up to these guys. He said he would learn just shooting for a month or just dribbling for a month. He would just do the basics. And he realized everybody else was going off a of talent and they weren't learning the basics. He learned the basics so well that the nice, talented part came after. They couldn't even keep up because they didn't learn the basics. And so for me, that that's a nice. point. Like We got to learn the basics in your craft because you're being well-rounded. You're learning every piece of it where you can't be stopped in situations yeah that's definitely important to basically and that's one of the things um i remember in the last uh podcast that we spoke about when i was spoken about my brother because he he used to always preach that yeah people want to be directors but they don't know the little parts of you know making a film and the basics and stuff like that so um that's definitely a key element and yeah, yeah man uh here's another one guys in the movie that really um really hit me uh, back to this whole the basic fighting thing or whatever at the end right he she sees the guy oh, and no, he's exactly like yes exactly oh, he's like yo man he puts his weapon down it's like yo put the 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 light show away if you're gonna fight me fight me you know da, 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 and whatever and like prove to me that you all, all this stuff and like put your hands up and everything and i'm like see the training from the beginning of the movie is about to happen. She's about to do it. And then he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. And then she just blows him away with her powers. <laughs> like, get out of here. And, and I love it because she said, I, ain't got, I don't have nothing to prove to you. Mm. And so the second I saw that scene, I'm thinking that, yo, you know how many people want to do that and say, yo, man, well, but if you don't have this and you don't have that, you know, come down to my level and then talk and all that stuff. It's just like, well, why would I have something to prove to you? I'm trying to do me. I'm trying to do my thing. Yeah. And some people fall for that. They're like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll prove to you and your and your judgment and your conclusions. I, I want you to know. But she was like, I could care less what you think about me and, and what I have to prove. I, I'm just going to blow you away with who I am. She's not going to apologize for being who she is. She's not going to apologize for her talent. And she's not going to limit herself just to make you feel better yeah. and, and come down to your level. Listen, if you want to challenge... Come up, step it up, but don't tell me to come down so you can feel better about yourself. In the persuasion of doing that, too, he tried to be all like, he tried to talk to her as if she passed a test. Mm. You know, I don't know if you noticed mm. when he's yeah. like, oh, I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Talking to her old self, but she's not her old self anymore. Um, so, yeah. For real. There was a, I, I don't, this part is so small. Um, this is when we think she's on the right side. And he said something. I don't know if it was supposed to be worded. Uh, the two pieces of this is supposed to come together. But when I heard it, the first, this is how I heard it. He, she, he was telling her, know your enemy. And then he said, it could be you. 
And that quote right there, I mean, it speaks for itself. Know your enemy and it could be you. And I think uh, it's important to, yeah, we we look at life, we look at our challenges and say, yo, these are the things that are trying to fight against me. And it goes back to the things we talk about here. It's like, well, what if you're the enemy? What if it's mm-hmm. you? that's challenging you or, or you're the obstacle of yourself, know your enemy. And I think um, it's important that we know not just the circumstances around us, but to know what's going on inside internally that's causing me to slow down and stuff like that. Yeah, you are your worst enemy, they say. Especially if you don't progress, it's, it's because you're fighting yourself. And yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, and like we were saying earlier with the uh, the mindset thing, like once we conquer that and do what we have to do with conquering the mindset, um, a lot of what we perspectively say is our enemy would, you know, disperse. Vanish, yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. would have less enemies if we would conquer that one enemy, which is ourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is our mindset. Uh, it's it's hard, man, because a lot of people trying to find a way to how to fight. Because I think she technically at some point was fighting her own self um, based on what we said earlier, you know, um, finding her history or someone that she resembled in the past, but didn't know who she was really. Um, she had to fight through her bad version of her memories just to know who she really was. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I I think another cool thing. Well, I mean that goes back to when we spoke about Alita and the whole uh, sixty miles per hour versus one hundred twenty miles per hour. Is when the scientists took a ship and boosted oh, up. Oh yeah, to Definitely. be able to not just fly high but, but fly out of, out of space. space. Yeah. You know, based on what you have in front of you, um, Mm -hmm. I live by that because sometimes I can't even, I can't, I can't go as far as I wanted to go with certain things, but I'm going to find a way to get it close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, That's basically utilizing what you have. Like we were talking about that earlier, like resources, people limit themselves and say, I don't have this, I don't have that, but Sometimes you have what it takes to be able to fly further than you think. Definitely. Um, and so you just got to utilize it to its maximum potential. Um, and sometimes what you do have, you don't know that it can actually bring you to another level if you really um, push for it. So, yeah, you know, when the scientists made that plane that was only supposed to be a regular flight actually built built it and tweaked it to go out of space. Um, it definitely, you know, shows that we can use what we have. There's a there's a quick story I'll tell you. Um, in college, you know, obviously I'm pretty sure a lot of people who's listening went through college. If not, it's a tough experience because you're just broke. You know, whether you went to a two-year or four-year college, you're going to be broke. Regardless. So I was dead broke and I had to do my senior thesis and it was basically a short film. And I I never had the chance to get the equipment that I need to do certain shots, you know, cinematically, like the jib to get that little nice up and down shot or, or, or a dolly shot or a steady cam or even having the people to help me 
get that done. Um, but there was one particular shot that I always wanted to do, which was a low angle dolly shot from walking from the outside of a building through the hallway of an interior building all the way to another um, area of the building. And I've seen it in Goodfellas, Goodfellas, the movie where it's like a beautiful long take. I've seen it in a lot of movies. They do that. For those who don't know, um, I think Goodfellas had an opening scene of just one steady, smooth, long take shot from the exterior to the interior of the uh, restaurant. So I was like, all right, I want to do that shot. And I don't have the, the proper tools to do that. Um, and then something came in my mind where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a shopping cart. And, you know, in the bottom of a shop, shopping cart, they got that little level. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the camera. I went under the shop, the bottom of the shopping cart. I took tape and wrapped the camera around the bottom of the shopping cart. So basically, wherever it goes, you know, the camera is going to stay dead center, smooth with the wheels of the shopping cart. And that's exactly what we did. When you know, I went in and out, in and out, weave through the little tight hallways. Everybody. You know, you don't see that part. Mm-hmm. When you see the final result, you just see a beautiful shot of, of of somebody following someone's legs from the bottom, like very low angle, very smoothly. So no one knows how that happened. Mm. And people was like, oh, man, what kind of uh, steady cam you use? <laughs> did you use the 500 XP, blah, blah, blah? Or did you rent that from, you know, handheld films, you know, whatever? Just uh, I'm like, no, I do a shopping cart and tape. <laughs> tape at the bottom Like what? How did you do that? I was like Yo you just gotta think Outside of the box exactly. Like if you don't Have the money Or you don't have The technology Or uh, the resources There's always a way Around it You just gotta Open your mind And limit uh, Don't be limitless yeah. You know And then you'll be able To figure it out um, So that was a great example um, Based on The scientists Boosting that ship That wasn't built To go out of space And it ended up being able to my last um unless you guys had something the no, last one i just wanted to mention was um the scroll uh, they asked the scroll so can you just turn into anybody that you that you want or whatever and what hit me was what he said it was like um no, he said no it doesn't work that way i can't turn into anybody i have to see it first I have to see them first. Wow. And that hit me. I'm like, wow, that speaks, man. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, we want to become, we want to become this person. We want to become that person. We want to become whatever we want to become. But we can't do it until we see it. And seeing it is just yeah. not seeing what somebody else has. Seeing it is actually believing wholeheartedly, like, yo, I can do this. I can become that. And for me, that's what it means to see it. And the fact that that's the only way they can transform is by actually seeing the person that they want to transform in. And I, I'm, I'm just thinking, man, I, I want to make sure that I'm not ha- having doubts within me to becoming the person I want to become or accomplishing what I want to become. But again, back to the whole theme of it all that you mentioned before is that it's all the battle is all in the mind. Like you got to see it before you can turn into it. The battle's in the mind. Everything is going to surface afterwards. And just to be truly who 
you are, you have to battle these thoughts of that are trying to limit you so you can actually fully blossom and glow into the person you, you're supposed to be. Yeah, I like that. It, it brings me also to the point of knowing that you got to surround yourself with people that shine so so as an example of seeing how they do it and that might be able to help see yourself in a better you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. like he said that he has to see it in order to be it or 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 have that ability to you know shift um it just clicks like all right, I gotta surround myself with the right people. You know what I'm saying? Because we feed off of each other. I'm seeing how they shine their light. You know, I wanna be able to shine my light too and see that in myself. Um, but if I don't surround myself with the right people, I'm not seeing other people shine their light. I'm probably continuing to battle myself in my brain and then I'm just gonna be li- you know, limited on trying to be the best version of myself. So that scene, that's definitely a, a great point that you pulled out. Well, listen, I mean, we can go for days, for days, for days, but this one was a, a good a good movie um, just in general. But um, what do you guys rate as far as, I, I think we're still coming up with a name, but um, five gems, four gems, uh, five stars or whatever in, in life application, life lessons. Now we gave Alita a five, so... Yeah, yeah, that was definitely standard. Um, for me, I, I would probably give it a three and a half. Three and a half. That's okay. exactly the number I was thinking. Three and a half. For me, I, I'm gonna give it a four. I think okay. it, it still had a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I, I might switch to three and a half because I, I do have to soak in it a little more. But yeah, um, as far as life lessons, I, I give it a three and a half or four, which is good still. Yeah, it's still good. That's you something. Know, yeah. So it's just a leader was just. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. If you enjoyed the great content from this episode, share this with somebody who could use it. We are dropping these weekly, so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Decrypted Films podcast. Catch you on the next one.